This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Welcome to another episode of Alopecia Life with integrative nutrition and gut health coach, Lisa Taylor. Last October, Lisa shared about gut makeovers and autoimmunity. Since then, Lisa and I have been wanting to connect again to share some lifestyle tools to add into our healing journey. The importance of self-care is often overlooked as we are going about our busy lives, and Lisa is here again to help us implement healthy habits into our daily routine. Lisa, welcome back to Alopecia Life today. Thanks, Dan. I am excited to have you back. We had a lot of attention when you and I talked about inflammation and gut health and your personal alopecia story back in October. And today we're kind of checking back in to talk about what some great healing lifestyle habits are. You're going to share with us all that you have to offer and we can all use it, right? No matter where we are in life healing lifestyle habits. They're they're all something we can attest to that come in handy. Absolutely. Um, And yeah, to your point, I know we talked about the leaky gut piece, which is super important, the diet piece, like to me, those are the, the first steps in kind of helping your body to find balance and begin your healing journey. But you know, that third piece is absolutely healing lifestyle habits. You know, there are so many different practices and tools available to us today that can help to, you know, reduce inflammation levels in the body, which ultimately help the body find balance and start that healing process. So I'm going to share a couple today. I'll just say them and then we'll dive into them all. Perfect. So I'm going to talk about sleep. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a, that's an <laughs> obvious one. I'm going to talk about movement. I'm going to talk about morning mindfulness. And I'm going to talk about self-care. Great. All right. So sleep, sleep for me, like I tell my clients, it's the foundational piece, you know, after the, after the gut health stuff and healing the leaky gut, sleep is the foundational piece. You know, sleep is how our bodies heal. Sleep is when our bodies regenerate. We build bone and muscle. When we sleep, we repair tissue. Our immune systems are strengthened. We fight disease, like all of these amazing things happen while we're sleeping. You know, we also know a well-rested brain makes healthier choices or decisions <laughs> throughout the day. Yes. Um, you know, we make decisions using our prefrontal cortex, cortex and our hippocampus. And there's tons of research to show that sleep deprivation weakens those areas of the brain. And new mom life absolutely mm-hmm. 100% proved this for me. You know, I'm a pretty diligent person when it comes to my kind of healthy eating and living balance. And, you know, I like to look at my, my balance around like 80, 20. So 80% of the time I'm really, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free, all, you know, the diet that works for me, there is Mm -hmm. no one diet that works for everyone, of course. And 20% of the time I'm kind of enjoying myself and indulging because life is short. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, when I was tired with, with the new baby and, you know, I'm still tired, but when I was really in it, 
you know, that looked more like 50-50 or 60-40 on a good day. So it really, really showed me the power of sleep and rest on kind of making healthy decisions. So, you know, if your sleep is not the best, uh, I'm a health coach, so I'm all about kind of sharing helpful tips or kind of think of them as, I guess, quick wins to make improvements in that area. The first um, suggestion is just have a consistent sleep timing. And really what I mean by that is, you know, go to bed at the same time uh, every night and you'll probably find after about five days of, of doing it or, you know, everyone's different, but after some consistency there, you'll probably start to wake around the same time as well and naturally. And that really is just balancing your circadian rhythm. What that consistent sleep timing is doing is helping your circadian rhythm find balance. You know, another one that I love to tell clients to do is to get to bed earlier. Some research suggests that the most restorative sleep kind of happens between like 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. I can't really find anything to substantially back that up. But we do know that we go into kind of that deeper non-REM sleep more mm-hmm. often in the earlier parts of the night. So, you know, try to get a better to get to bed earlier so that you're at least able to capitalize on some of that restorative sleep. Mm-hmm. And then the last tip around sleep, actually second last tip around sleep would be a consistent bedtime routine. And this can look different for everyone, but I recommend you know, no screens, at least an hour before bed, you know, the blue lights off the screens really mess with our melatonin production, which is our natural sleep hormone. Mm -hmm. You know, that includes e-readers. A lot of people like they like to read before bed, myself included, but I didn't realize that thing has a backlight. (laughs) What I like to suggest is you can get on Amazon, these little clip on lights that they have an amber light and amber lighting has been shown to not mess with our melatonin production. So it's a kind of a cheap little easy hack for those bedtime readers. People are like, okay, well, I can't can't watch TV. Like we're so used to watch screens to kind of unwind at the end of our day. And what I tell those people is like, do something tactical. What I mean by that is like, get out of your head and get into your body or your hands. You know, some examples, what I like to do, I save my dishes from after dinner And I kind of just, you know, do the dishes, you can fold laundry, you can make healthy lunches for the night before you can do a nice like stretch or, you know, low key, low impact yoga, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just try to make whatever the routine is for you consistent. And what's that that's going to do is kind of start to after repetition, start to cue your body to understand like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. It's time to kind of down regulate into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is where we rest, digest and heal. You know, most of us mm-hmm. spend most of our days in this like intense fight or fight mode, accessing only the sympathetic nervous system. And it really kind of takes a little bit of effort and practice to kind of start to down regulate into that calmer state and get all ready for, for bed. So. The last tip around bedtime is cutting snacking, eating dinner earlier and cutting after dinner snacking if you can. And, you know, we know that going to bed with a full belly, you know, you're going to get insulin spikes throughout the night that are going to disrupt sleep. And also, like, if your belly is empty, your body can kind of spend those restorative hours doing more important stuff than digesting food, you know, healing Mm -hmm. and 
and all that good stuff. So yeah, those are my sleep tips. Love those. Those are all fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. And you talked about movement before when we were talking about, you know, just before bed, if you could do some maybe yoga or stretching or something like that, but you're talking about movement throughout the day as well, right? Yeah. I'm talking about getting at least 30 minutes of movement per day, like intentional movement. You know, movement is medicine. I strongly believe it's like the most underutilized antidepressant, anti-anxiety. It really is kind of, you know, our bodies are meant to move. Movement aids in our natural detoxification process. It helps reduce inflammation. It improves our longevity, bolsters our immune system. Like there's just so many amazing benefits both physically and mentally. And I think a lot of people, like my recommendation to clients or, you know, people wanting to move more is kind of reframe movement in your mind. And I guess what I mean by that is like, I grew up thinking of exercise Mm -hmm. as a means to stay fit and be skinny and look attractive. Mm -hmm. And like, while that is all lovely, those are kind of external motivators. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a health coach, I think external motivators are only going to get you so far. What is required of like sustainable lasting change is actually that you feel intrinsically motivated, meaning like from within, you want to see that change for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, thinking about exercise or movement in a new way, less as a means to kind of look good for other people or even yourself, um, and more as a, a way to feel well and thrive and be your best version of you, both mentally and physically. I think that kind of really helps people put it in perspective and want to feel a little bit more made, motivated to do it. I mean, if you think about you know, your future without good health or even decent health, what do you really have? Like, it's not a very, it's kind of a bleak picture, right? Mm -hmm, So you can kind of think of movement as that, you know, securing that healthy future. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't need a two hour crush fest at the gym. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Unless you want that. That's cool. Once in a while, you know, 30 minutes of movement per day. Ideally, I like to tell clients, like, try and find a mix of a few different forms of movement that you enjoy. As you know, we're not going to do something we don't enjoy. Right. Hopefully, there's a low impact option, something like yoga or Pilates, mixed in with a little bit of higher impact, whether it's like, you know, a light jog, a fast walk, uh, resistant bands, weights, mix it up and have fun. Like YouTube is your friend. There is literally every single free exercise or form of exercise that you could want on there. Mm-hmm. And it's just at the tip of our fingers. So. Perfect. Okay. Next up. Okay. Morning mindfulness. Yeah. So there's a quote by Louise Hay that I love. So I just wanted to share it. She says, how you start your day is how you live your life. And I love that. Mm -hmm. And that's specifically why I've kind of highlighted morning mindfulness, because I really think that taking those kind of few moments for yourself or you know, starting your day in the driver's seat, so to speak, just has massive effects on our mental health throughout the day. If you think about it, like we all give so much throughout the day to Mm -hmm. family responsibilities, life responsibilities, work, whatever it is, right? So taking Mm -hmm. a few moments in the morning 
to kind of go within and, you know, there's different ways to practice mindfulness. And I'll talk about that, but like whatever works for you, just a two, a few mindful moments to kind of input to yourself versus like getting from external inputs and mm-hmm. like throwing yourself into that fight or flight mode by checking your phone or, right. you know, turning on the news or dealing with like, if you can just get that few minutes and it really is like five to 10 minutes is all you need to kind of set the stage for a little bit more of a grounded, calm centered day. It's like the, you know, the fill your cup before you can kind of give to others. Like you Mm -hmm. need to fill up your own cup. You need to put on your own oxygen mask before you kind of start giving out Mm -hmm. all the things all day. And I think that just really kind of sets the stage for a positive day. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. So, and you know, if someone if someone hears mindfulness, they usually think of meditation, mm-hmm. but there are many ways to be mindful or practice mindfulness. You know, you can do journaling with a few, like answering a few intentional questions. Who do I want to be today? Or how do I want to show up in the world today? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of thoughtfully jot down. Helps you have a little bit more of an intentional day. Of course, you know, breath work a walk in a forest, knitting, drawing, meditation is a form. It's really, you know, it's less about like the way that you do it and more about kind of the state of being that it brings you to. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, that's just feels like it's the ability to tune into the present Mm -hmm. and to kind of get lost in the present moment. You know, morning meditation is by far my favorite. I've ex- you know explored all the tools. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know there's tons of research behind the benefits of meditation as well. You know, it literally rewires our brain. It can slow aging at the cellular level. You know, it strengthens our immune system. It increases feelings of gratitude and joy. It reduces feelings of anxiety and like overwhelm and fatigue and all of these things. Like it just, it really is magical. And I just love that there's so much data to back it up. I'm kind of a data geek. Meditation for those that don't practice, like seems daunting for a Mm -hmm. lot, a lot of my clients anyways, Right. right? They think, oh, I can't shut off my mind or... You know, and I think what I say to them is, well, first of all, that's not the point. We don't want to shut off our mind or stop our thoughts. We can't. There's an analogy that I've heard before where it's like you're sitting on the side of a highway and all the cars going by are your thoughts and you just are watching them go by. So it's the thoughts will come, but you just don't want to get pulled into them Mm -hmm. is the point of mindfulness. You want to just be able to pull yourself back into your body and the present. Right. Right. So I love like there's a couple free apps that I, I always suggest clients try because I think, you know, it, it's a practice. It, it mm-hmm. definitely you have to learn kind of what you're doing, the purpose of it, how to you know how to do it. And I find like guided beginner series that come on these apps are really, really helpful for, mm-hmm. for beginners. Yeah. My favorite is definitely Insight Timer. It's got thousands of free meditations. They specifically have a, I think it's called seven days to learn how to meditate. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really helpful, like seven sessions, you know, five to 10 minutes teaching you kind of what you're doing and take you on this little journey. And it's just super helpful. And then the other one I like is Headspace and they have a 10 free as well. So, you, I mean, right. you don't have to pay for this, right? right. Like it's just guided uh, free stuff that I think really has incredible power. Yeah. 
And I know Headspace also, I think, has a Netflix series Ooh. as well. So you can, we, we watched that as a family together. And that was kind of cool because if, if someone is a little bit more visual, even though, you know, during the whole uh, meditation process, you're supposed to close your eyes. It is, it does kind of lead up to, to that. And, and you just listen and then, you, you know, you can peep your eye open for a second and kind of see what's going on. Most of the time it's like little clouds or something going by, but so it's definitely offered at different ways that we intake information. I love that. I got to check that out. Yeah. And of course his, his voice is so fantastic, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, the English man. Yeah. Yes. I like him. Yeah. And you could watch it time and time again, right? You can re-listen to these all over again. And I remember doing my first headspace and thinking, oh my gosh, I think it was, gosh, I think it was two minutes or something like that. And I was like, two minutes, that's a really long time, you know, because I think it's yeah. it's hard for, for many of us to, to start off doing something like that. But, you know, once you get into it, it's just kind of this amazing process that you never would have realized unless you did it. So totally, totally. And I think like give anything that you're trying new at least five days Mm -hmm. in a row. Cause I think, you know, one or two days you're going to feel uncomfortable because it's something new and you might feel uncomfortable because it's something new and you're not going to see any of the benefits like one or two days in. And if you just give it that five days, you might find that you actually on the sixth day are looking forward to the, those few moments, you know, mm-hmm. like it's enough time to start to feel the benefits um, yeah. throughout your day. For sure. Have we gotten through morning mindfulness all the way through? With what we have. Yeah. Through? Okay. Fantastic. I was going to move on to self-care. Yeah. Yeah. And that looks like different things for different people, right? So much of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to share another quote because I love it. So Audre Lorde said, self-care is not Mm self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. Yes. And I could not agree more. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Honestly, life is so crazy and hectic. I like to see self-care as like taking the time to actively heal yourself Mm -hmm. with loving actions. Yeah. That's, that's my definition. I strongly believe that having a self-care routine in place helps to protect us against some of the self-sabotaging behaviors that a lot of people fall into, especially when they're feeling overwhelmed and fatigued. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As humans, our brains are wired to avoid pain and seek pleasure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially it goes back to like that tired new mom thing that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. you know, when we're overwhelmed and exhausted, we want the quickest hit of pleasure we can find. And usually for most people, like myself included, before all this change in my transformation and my healing journey, um, that's, you know, habits that maybe aren't so aligned with our bigger health goals, habits that don't necessarily serve our body as positively as they could. Mm-hmm. And so firm believer that like having a self-care routine, something that you practice regularly in place, well, first of all, it's going to help you not even get to that fatigue and overwhelm place mm-hmm. or state. But also if you do still happen to get there because like life is really busy, <laughs> really <laughs> overwhelming at times, you at least have this self-care routine to lean into instead of, you right. know, th- those other kind of 
quick hits of pleasure that maybe aren't so aligned with your kind of overarching <laughs> health goals, if right. that all makes sense. Oh yeah. Cheetos. Right. <laughs> Cheetos. Exactly. <laughs> Oreos. All that good stuff. Yeah. 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 But yeah, like self-care, it's one of those things. So like some quick, quick wins or, you know, how to think about it. If you do want to start, if you have nothing in place, you know, just know that there is no right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. Self-care looks different for everyone can be big extravagant spa weekend with the girlfriends, or it can be something free and simple, like a, you know, a bath with your favorite cup of tea. You know, it's not really about what it is. The point is, as long as it's something you love, like do something you love, find something that you love and do it regularly, make time for it, make it a priority regularly. I like to say to my clients, like practice once a week, if you can fit it in. You know, if you're not even sure, like so many people, myself included, in the earlier stages of my journey, like plowing through life, not, you know, not taking time to take care of myself. And, you know, if you find yourself in that state, it's like sit down and, and think about or brainstorm some what are the things that actually bring you joy? What are the things that you love doing? And, and then pick one. And then put it in your calendar once a week, if you can, less, if you, you know, a month, every month, whatever, Um, your self-care is in your calendar. And then my only, you know, mandatory piece of advice after that is like, show up for it. If you don't show up for it, it's in your calendar. You consistently skip it. That's going to start to send a message to your subconscious self that you're not worth it. And oh my gosh, we're all so worth it. Like life is hard enough. So I love all these. These are all fantastic tools, right? And you talked about ways to implement them, but how do we really get started when we say, okay, there's these, I think that these are all doable, right? In in my mind, I think they're all doable. And a lot of people listening are like, oh yeah, I can do one of these things pretty easily. Do you kind of say, hey, start with the easiest one or what do you suggest? Yeah. So I do have some kind of my go-to habit implementation tips for clients when they're trying to form new habits, which Mm -hmm. are essentially just when you break it down, new behaviors. Mm -hmm. So number one is like, be clear on the goal and your motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, And really what we're trying to do in this, in this stage is, is tap into that intrinsic motivation that I talked to, Mm -hmm. you know, so that you are intrinsically motivated from within to make whatever change. And you know, what I have clients do is work through some really thoughtful questions in a journal or on a piece of paper, whatever. Answer these questions. Who is impacted by achieving this goal? Okay. Why do I want to achieve this goal now? What does my life look like after I've achieved this goal? And I really want them to like visualize it, draw it, like all the details. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then lastly, what does my life look like without achieving this goal? And again, detailed visualization around what exactly that looks like. Okay. And that's really just to get them thinking through why now, why am I making this change? How am I intrinsically driven to move forward? Right. So second, I say have an implementation plan. Again, this is some journal work and that really is just like, okay, answer these questions. What new behavior am I trying to practice? What do I need in order to practice it? So like, you know, if you, if you need to if exercise is the new behavior or some form of movement, like maybe you need like a kettlebell or whatever, mm-hmm. just an example. Yeah. <laughs> um, where will I practice this new behavior? 
have a definitive answer. It will happen here. When will I practice it? And whose support, if anyone, do I need in order to practice it or do the behavior? Yep. So that's implementation plan. Then next is habit stacking. But habit stacking is just as simple as, okay, attach the new behavior that you want to create a habit out of to an existing ingrained habit. So an example is like, take your supplements that you're now trying to take every day, but you forget because we all do. Mm -hmm. Um, Take them while, like right before or right after brushing your teeth because I'm hoping we all brush our teeth in the morning Mm -hmm. or at least once a day or whatever. So Mm -hmm. just attaching a new habit that you're trying to create to an existing one that's already fully ingrained. It's Mm -hmm. called habit stacking. Yeah. Okay, next is build in treat days. All right. So treats are unlike rewards, which, you know, must be earned. Treats are more like these small pleasures that we're going to gift ourselves regularly Mm -hmm. because we all work hard and because we deserve it. And because I think we're giving back to ourselves, you're going to get more out of yourself if you're constantly giving back to yourself. Yeah. So I think it's important to, to throw in little treat days along the journey. And obviously that looks different depending on what the goal is and the client and all of that. But it's just, uh, that's one of my, my go-tos for sure. And then safeguards is um, my last one. And that is really like, you are going to fail. So just plan to fail. Like we're all going to fail. We are human. You know, life happens. There's going to be circumstances, all of these things. But, you know, just make that commitment to yourself. If you do fail, when you do fail, just get up and start again. Just yeah. get up and start again. And I think also like think through potential obstacles. So mm-hmm. this can be up in your even in your implementation plan. But for an example, if I can't do my run outside because it's raining, if you're trying to make a movement goal, you know, I'm going to instead do this online video and like literally pick the video, have it all cued for when that happens so that you have kind of this backup plan to default to, and you're not just like, Oh, it's raining. Good excuse. No, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, the best part about all this is like, you don't eventually we learn, right? Like the more that you do something, the more that your brain kind of like rewires to support that doing. I think just every time you engage in in a positive new behavior, you increase the likelihood that you're going to do it again. So just, Knowing that even is a little bit more of a motivation. It's like eventually my brain's just going to be wired to do this. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool, cool way to think about it. Yeah, it's totally awesome. I love all of this. This is going to come <laughs> in very handy. And not just for me, for listeners. I mean, I think that this is when we share pieces that help make each other successful and make ourselves successful. It's it's just something more that we can give back to the community, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There was kind of a part B to Uh self-care. So there's self-care like routine or ritual, whatever you want to call it. Then I think also a really, really important part of the self-care realm is your products, your self-care products. Okay. Like what we put on our skin, a hundred percent enters our body to some degree, you know, and unfortunately, especially in North America, like the regulations are so crappy Mm -hmm. for skincare products and home care products, like things that we come into contact with every day. And unfortunately, that's thanks to the fragrance industry mostly. 
you think about fragrance and their proprietary blends that they don't want anyone to know how they come up with them. Way back in the day, they kind of got the government to agree they could just call their their thing fragrance or perfume Mm -hmm. and not let everyone know all the ingredients making that fragrance. And that's kind of carried through where like if you pick up any, probably any bottle in your home, there's going to be fragrance or perfume. It's Mm -hmm. one of those just in everything. And it can literally be thousands of ingredients under that one word, fragrance Mm -hmm. or perfume. And, you know, there's some that are obviously fine for us. And then there's, you know, tons that are not fine. Anywhere from phthalates, parabens, you know, known carcinogenics, Mm -hmm. literally things that we know cause cancer can can hide in our products. And Mm -hmm. even some of the mainstream biggest brands that people use. And trust. And yeah, Yeah. use and trust. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it seems like a big and scary job. And because it is like we all, you know, and we obviously can't control everything, but a few tips, if you do want to get started in that kind of cleaning up your self-care products, reducing the toxic load in your body, we're all going to have a certain element of it. Modern life is toxic, really. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just tons of stuff in our environment that isn't necessarily great for us. But I always just suggest start reading labels. If you do see fragrance or perfume, you want it to be derived from essential oils. There's a couple apps that I love, which are really, really helpful. I love skincharisma.com. I can share the link if you want to put it in show notes, but there's an ingredient analyzer. You can literally copy and paste the ingredients of the product into the analyzer. It will come back with like this fancy little like level of a risk for every single ingredient. So you can, it's really clear on like, okay, you don't necessarily know what they all are, but at least it'll give you like a red, a color code. You know, Mm -hmm. red is obviously the most potentially dangerous, yellow and green, all that good stuff. The Environmental Working Group is an amazing nonprofit organization that are really kind of dedicated to protecting consumers from things in our food and things in our skincare. So they've got just tons of resources in terms of like clean brands, Um, for really any product that you would ever need. Uh, They also have an app called the Think Dirty app. And that one works similarly, but you can actually scan barcodes of items in the store. Mm -hmm. So anything I'm going to buy, I'm either scanning the barcode or copying and pasting the ingredients into this thing on my desktop computer and Mm -hmm. making sure that it's aligned with my values and, you know, not contributing to a toxic load when it doesn't have to. Right. It can be overwhelming what I say to clients is like, it's baby steps. Like Mm -hmm. literally as one product runs out that you have now, you can just replace it with a a better option. Like do your due diligence, do a little research or use a tool to to check the ingredients and just buy something that's a little better for, for your body. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, And we'll put all that, we'll put all of that in the show notes, the apps that you have um, mentioned and the skincharisma.com. So we'll put all that for people to access. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all this fantastic information with listeners. They are going to appreciate it and take part of it, all of it, and just implement, hopefully implement it into their lives. When people are maybe looking for more information or to reach out to you, where can they find you? Yeah, I love it. So they can find me at uh, yourbestlifewithlisa.com slash get started. Or I'm pretty active on Instagram as well, which is at yourbestlifewithlisa. 
And then I've actually uh, thrown a, uh, together a little um, freebie gift for the Alopecia Life listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm going to offer a few of my favorite do-it-yourself kind of hair care recipes. So I, I love to use essential oils and create my own serums. I've actually created a kind of hair stimulating serum myself called Warrior Serum. Mm-hmm. It is science-backed combination of oils that are known for hair growth and, and hair thickening uh, with a beautiful carrier oil of castor oil. And so I've included that recipe as well, because like all the power to anyone who wants to make it themselves. I love it. I did it. <laughs> um, but I've also included a little, uh, a few other recipes that I love and a 20% off discount code for uh, your listeners. We love that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And I will put all of that in the show notes. And like I said, people, you know, if they want to get in touch with you, we'll have all of the that information as well. And to talk about the warrior serum or anything else that you've provided for us to hear today. Amazing. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today on Alopecia Life. Lisa took the time to prepare all of this information just for Alopecia Life listeners, and it means a lot to have some ways to intentionally move forward with ease. Apps and sites Lisa mentioned to analyze skincare ingredients, along with Lisa's contact information, website, and the 20% discount she is extending for Alopecia Life listeners are all here in the show notes for your convenience. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.